back with another episode of Out of the Main, our Yacht Rock podcast. Mm-hmm. Yes, sir. I and have my umbrella drink ready. Oh, perfect. Even though it's a bottled water, and that the uh, umbrella does pose a problem, but in the p- spirit of things, here we go. You did pick up the umbrella off the ground, too, which is kind of <laughs> gross. But anyway, so I, but I am excited about this episode, because if you think back to why we created the podcast in the first place, the whole mission was to overcome that fifth stage of Yacht Rock, which is despair, which is you've gotten through the core catalog of 200 songs. You like them, but you're starting to get to the point where you're, the, the despair kicks in because you're like, I'm never going to find new Yacht Rock because this existed 40 years ago. So how am I going to find new Yacht Rock? And then we started finding new Yacht Rock and discovering great songs, and we came up with this uh, kitschy little element of our lightning round called Buried Treasures. So we thought we would devote a number of episodes simply to Buried Treasures, and there might be a few different ways to slice it. Um, the first way we're going to slice it is something that you call hidden in plain sight. Right. So what that means is we're looking for uh, deeper cuts. Um, they're, de- they, they're songs that have all of the yachtiness that we've talked about and we've grown to love, but they are sitting on albums probably by known artists, certainly very well-known artists, but also in most cases artists that are also known for being yacht rock artists. But these are songs that are deeper cuts on the album. They probably were never released as singles. So we encourage one way to go back and hear more yacht rock is to go to these artists and go to that era and listen to their full albums top to bottom, buy their CDs, buy their records, stream it, however you want to get it. But you're going to find a lot of great tracks on these records that never saw the light of day in terms of airplay. And I have a few, actually, that I hear. Um, it's an artist that is in the heavy rotation of most Yacht Rock stations, but it's a particular song comes up that maybe wasn't even an album track, but it was a buried single that maybe didn't chart real high. Mm-hmm. And I instantly remember it. I'm like, oh, my God, this song, yes. And then then I think, well, why don't they play this? It's, yeah. So I have a, a number of those as well. So I have one on here, believe it or not, that went to number one. Whoa. And yet I still think it's been forgotten about at least in terms of yachts and so. it's definitely yacht to me it is okay yeah. cool well this I, I didn't fun. check the score on it but we'll get there okay well most of these should be obvious yeah. yacht right yeah so okay do you want to kick us off then sure okay so give us your first uh hidden in plain sight buried treasure okay well my first one is from 1982 and so smack dab in the middle of the peak years of yacht rock Probably not from a huge Yacht Rock artist, but everybody knows Lionel Richie, right? Oh, yeah. Uh, the reason this is on here is because it was co-written with Greg Gaines, who was one of the great, great funky keyboardists of that era. Uh, John Robinson on drums, Lenny Castro, Richard Marks sings backups on it. And this song is called Serves You Right. Serves You Right, we'll sing All right, so we're already one for one because that's a song I don't know. Good. But I do obviously know Lionel Richie. Yeah. I know Richard Marks. I know Phil and Gaines. I know everything about that song that you just played is definitely Yacht Rock. So um, that is a buried treasure. Hidden in plain sight where? What album is it on? Well, that's on his debut record, and um, it's the first song. So you want to talk about plain sight, it's the first cut wow. on the record. Never released as a single, though. And so when you heard it recently, you remembered it? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It doesn't ring a bell to me, but... Uh, good tune. All right. Cool. All right. Well, I, for my first one, I'm going smack dab into the um, the depth of Yacht Rock Cannon, and I'm going Toto. 
Okay. So Toto, obviously, with all of their members that play on so much of the Yacht Rock genre, they themselves are a Yacht Rock group. But I only hear, like, maybe four or five songs, and those are obviously uh, Africa. Mm-hmm. Rosanna, which mm-hmm. I'm not convinced is even Yacht Rock. Right. Um, 99. Yeah. Georgie Porgy. Georgie yeah. Sometimes they might throw one of the ballads in, um, very infrequently hold the line, but I don't consider that to be Yacht Rock at all, so that's fine. It's only it because they're the members on that. Yeah. But then I get to a song that I hear, I just heard it for the first time again in probably 30 years, like three months ago. Hmm. Make Believe. So that is a song. How is that not like on the Yacht Rock charts? Do you hear it a lot? I mean, you probably hear it no, a lot. No, I don't hear it mix. a lot. I mean, I, I hear it when I, I play that album a lot. But yeah, when it opens up with that keyboard, the the piano stack, you know, playing those chords, and that is right out of the gate is yachty, yachty, and the harmonies are just so huge on that. Yeah, gonna say harmonies, yeah. and then you got a very David Sanborny sound sounding sax throughout. I had to look it up because I was convinced it was Sanborn, and it wasn't. Jim Horn? No, no. It was John Smith? Do you know him? Nope. Don't know him either, but that's who played sax on that hmm. tune. But that is, how is that? That should be in the the heavy rotation. It was kind of, it got some radio play. I don't know if it was ever released as a single. It did get some radio play because they were just trying to, I mean, that album was so huge at the time that everybody was trying to grab on and say, well, I launched the next single. Right. <laughs> you know? Well, that was my recollection. Yeah. that I It was very familiar the first time I heard mm-hmm. it, but the first time I heard it, Recently was only three months ago, and as you know, I've been obsessed with Yacht Rock for yeah. five years. So how is that possible? Anyway, we got to get that one out from plain sight or very, out from very hidden. Good. Yep, perfect. All right, all right. So uh, that'll move me on to my second thought. So uh, this is 1976. Um, not, I don't know if, if she is a big time yacht rock artist, but I think there's a couple of songs that certainly live in the catalog and. This is interesting because um, Carly Simon had the same producer in the 70s as the Doobie Brothers, Ted Templeman. We've oh, talked about him. And she actually ended up covering two Doobie Brothers tunes. And on her 1976 album, Another Passenger, she covered It Keeps You Running. What uh, what makes that interesting is that because Ted Teppelman was producing the Doobies at the time, they're the backup band on that. So I mean, oh, they really? knew the tune; they just had to come in and play it, right? Yeah, well, and slower a little bit. But uh, does Kevin or does Michael McDonald sing backups? Uh, that's a good question. I did not write that down. If he did, hmm. I pr- all right, cool. Well, that uh, interesting. So who wrote the song? Do you know that? Michael McDonald did write that. Okay. Yes. That's what I feel. Yeah, I think I would have written it down if he sang on it. So, yeah. um, But he does play the Rhodes on that. I know that that's him on the, the keys. So Interesting. That's um, a good one. Yeah. That Carly Simon probably one. didn't think she needed backup singers, but who knows? <laughs> I have no idea. Her being so vain and all. <laughs> yes. Right. Nice. What do you got? Uh, all right. It's my turn. So let me ask you a question. When you think of the Little River Band, what tunes do you think of? Well, specific to Yacht Rock. Specific is. to Yacht rock, rock, the first one comes to mind is Reminiscent. That's the one that gets the most yep. of the play. Um, Lady. Yeah, and Cool Change. Cool Change, for sure. After um, that, you know, Lonesome Loser, um, mm-hmm. Take It Easy On Me. Um, so here's yeah. one that you might not have. I didn't have. Mm-hmm. Um, 
you may make an argument that it's not quite yacht, but I do think it is. It's such a good tune that you are depriving yourself if you don't go and listen to and re-listen to. It's a long way there. Every night I walk around the city. I would definitely call that yacht, you know, um, and it is a great deep cut. I know it's on, supposedly on, I think, their greatest hits record, but that is not one that you hear much at all. Yeah, it is on their greatest yeah. hits. Yep. But still, that in terms of do you hear it in yacht rock circles? No, you don't. But, but I love should it. you? Yes. 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 You, you will fall in love with the guitar work in that song. I guarantee you. Yeah. So that's uh, LRB. Any chance to put some more LRB in, you know, you got to take it. Okay, well, this is uh, this has all every single earmark of yacht rock on this tune. Though uh, this album, it's an Al Jarreau album, and it's uh, called "This Time" is the album. It had four singles released. None of them made the top one hundred. In fact, this one was released as a single, but only made it to number sixty-one on the R and B chart. Did oh, not even chart. So that's that's uncharted. So yeah. Um, this was the first album that Jay Graydon produced with Al Jarreau. Okay. So to me, this was sort of the slow boil of Jarreau starting to build into the Yacht Rock thing with uh, before Breaking Away, big album with uh, uh, We're In This Love Together. And then after that, you know, it was just off to the races for him. Yep. But Abe Laboreal, Steve George, who is from Pages and uh, Mr. Mister on Keys, Steve Gadd, Jerry Hay, and the second half of this song, Jerry Hay and the Boys on the horn arrangement, is just killer. This song is called Distracted. So that's got all the goods. I do not know that one, so uh, really good. Man. Um, yeah, see? You're, <laughs> yeah. You're, you're speechless Well, now. what I'm thinking is that... Um, <laughs> So what we should do is include this in the running playlist we have going, which is always linked to in the show notes, which is the Yacht Rock Podcast Debrief, Yeah, because that has all of our other buried treasures. all the other buried treasures, so we and, might as well. And yeah. the Yacht or Not, and the Off the Map, and so... Uh, it's going to become my go-to list. I know. It might already be mine. Um, all right, so let's see. I'm, uh, I'm back on track here. I'm going Bobby Caldwell, by the way. Okay. So you warned me about Bobby Caldwell, that he doesn't have a deep catalog because he kind of turns into this crooner type dude. Mm-hmm. Um, however, that's no excuse for missing this song, Hidden in Plain Sight, because the most famous song for Yacht Rock is the What You Won't Do for mm-hmm. Love, right? Right. This is the same album. Okay. So you wouldn't have to go far to find no. it. And so if you're a programmer at one of these you know, serious radio stations that might <laughs> deal in Yacht Rock, how could you not find can't say goodbye. Almost sounds like it could be a Boz Skaggs tune. It too, does. You know? I know. Yeah, I think I like it more than the staple Bobby Caldwell song that's always yeah, played. It's pretty good. Ed nauseum. And the bass work is phenomenal. I had to go and look up this bass player. I don't know him, so shame on me, but maybe you will. Do you know who Chocolate Perry is? No. So Chocolate Perry is George Wesley Perry, a bassist who has worked with the Bee Gees, John Cougar, so hmm, talking wow, about a... crossing over. <laughs> John Cicada, Cicada, however you say yeah. it, Stephen Stills, Crosby Stills, Nash and & Young, and Joe Walsh, and a bunch of others. But So obviously pretty accomplished wow, bass player. Wow, so diverse. Yeah. And he's hitting the popping and the slapping in that. Yeah. Just really nice. So add that to your list, y'all. For sure. Okay, well. Where else um, are you going? Sticking with Yacht Rock Legends and um, 
Hidden in Plain Sight. This is from Christopher Cross's first album. Wow. His most popular album. That album had four singles. And we know Sailing, Ride Like the Wind. I mean, those are two legendary mm-hmm. Yachty tunes. Say You'll Be Mine and Never Be the Same were also top 20 songs. But this one is never was never released. And um, it's called I Really Don't Know Anymore. Well, I'm proud to finally have one of those, are your songs, in my heavy rotation. I love that song. Yeah, Larry Carlton's guitar solo is worth the price of admission alone. So that song good. feels like it's right at home on that year. I, I hate throwing Sirius under the bus, but that song belongs on that station. Yeah. It's right perfect. Uh, anyway, that's why we have Spotify. Mm-hmm. Okay, well, that's a good one. Yeah. Um, I'm going to go in a similar vein, which will sound um, like I, I don't know what I'm talking about at first, but when has that ever been a problem? <laughs> <laughs> I'm going uh, Little Feet. Okay, you don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> I know, because they're not a yacht rock artist, right? <sighs> no. They're more of a no. yeah, what classic rock, whatever. Yeah, southern classic rock, bayou rock, I don't know. It depends how small you want your genres to be. Yes, exactly. Um, so my yacht rock genre is big enough to include Red Streamliner. Actually, sounds like it could be a Doobie Brothers tune. Well, you hear Michael McDonald in the backup yeah. vocals. Yeah. Um, Skunk Baxter played on the record. Okay. I'm not for sure if, if he played on that song. I couldn't quite figure it out, but sounds like Let's it's just say yes to make me sound right. Yeah. Well, yeah, of course. It's just, I'm always wrong. But that song, yeah, it's a Doobie Brothers vein of Yacht Rock, and I'm not going out listening to a bunch of Little Feet. But that song I'm including. So Very that's fun. hidden in plain sight because they are, um, you know, they have a deep catalog, but probably their only Yacht Rock song. Probably. Yeah. Very good, though. You know, that's how we, we diversify. You that's know? right. Keeps the, keeps the list very fresh. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Well, I'm going to rope us back into the legends of Yacht Rock. Um, you wonder how you could miss uh, a Donald Fagan tune, which I don't know that people miss it, but hmm. 1982 from his solo album, The Nightfly, right? Yes. So players on this, again, we got Larry Carlton, we got Jeff Percaro, we got Anthony Jackson on bass, um, who, that's a name I kind of forget about because he's more of a jazz guy, but um, he played Rittenauer, Grover. Steve Kahn, but he also played with Shaka Khan, Patty Austin, you know. So he's kind of in that R&B jazz side of things, but he's the bass player in this one. But anyway, this is from Donald Fagan's Nightfly, 1982. This song is a cover of a Drifters tune, and it's oh. Ruby Baby. I've got a girl and Ruby is her name. Ruby, Ruby. So what's interesting about that is that was also covered by the Beach Boys on their party album, which, of course, had all their partying, you know, mm. chatter sound effects in the background. When you get to the vamp out on this, all of a sudden you start hearing a bunch of chatter and hand claps in the background on this Fagan version, which makes me wonder if that was a nod to the Beach Boys. Oh, uh, but could have been, yep. Yep. Interesting. Well, that's, that's a good tune, and that should not be overlooked. I agree. Um, cool. All right. Well, I am going to not quite a Yacht Rock legend like Fagan, but certainly a 
participant by the name of Gary Wright. Mm-hmm. Right? And so Gary Wright is probably most famous for Dreamweaver, Dreamweaver. would you say? Yes. Um, Love is Alive is probably closer to Yacht Rock than mm-hmm. Dreamweaver even is. Mm-hmm. But I stumbled upon a third song that I, man, it really got under my skin, like or into my ear as an earworm, I should say. Do you know the song Close to You? Yeah, it's got a little bit of a sort of a marina vibe going on. That yep. just that, the, the keys at the beginning and that end of that chorus, it's definitely got that sound. And you weren't familiar with it, though. Was I it was on not. Yours? No, yeah. and I, I, I was like, I think we talked about Gary Wright. I thought of him as being more psychedelic. Yeah, in which he is. I but guess that song but feels yachty to me. Yeah. Yes. Even the drum fills feel like they're kind of imitating timbali fills. Yep. You know, sort of Polynesian or whatever. Yep. Kind of a variation of the half shuffle, too. So, Very cool. All right, over to you. Over to me. Okay, this one's a little bit different um, because it's two songs in one. Ooh, we can do that? Well, you'll see what I mean. So, um, obviously, Michael McDonald is the captain of all boats everywhere, isn't he? Sure. Right? Oh, yeah, right. for sure. So, um, when he joined the Doobie Brothers... Um, for better or for worse, people have differing opinions on what he did for them or to them, and, and that's not even the point. But um, the first side of the first record that Michael McDonald did with the Doobie Brothers, this is the Taking It to the Streets album, mm-hmm. ends with this song called The Losing End. Now, Michael McDonald also does this song several years later, I guess like six years later, on his uh, first solo record. And when he does it on his solo record, he does it much, much slower. And that version uses Willie Weeks, Steve Gadd, Dean Parks, Greg Gaines again. Um, But to me, because it was on the first album with the Doobie Brothers, it sort of begins that process of taking Michael McDonald from being the session guy he was, you know, with uh, Steely Dan, and gradually moving him to the front, to the front man that he eventually becomes. So this is sort of the, almost the prequel to Michael McDonald's uh, future as a, you know, front man, yacht rock legend. captain of the boat, eventually. Of every, all yeah. boats everywhere, yeah. Yes. Uh, all right, well, let's hear a little hit, of it. Let's hear you a little of that. Well, totally different sound, but also sounds yachty to me. They both, both versions do, mm-hmm. for different reasons. Yeah. Uh, so it's two in one, but neither one of them were they hit singles for either so that's why it makes them deeper cuts, buried treasures, but hidden in plain sight. I can't say that I have heard of either one before today, so nice find. All right, this is going to be an interesting detour because we are going to the uh, lesser known or maybe the lesser popular of the hit duo Simon and Garfunkel, and we're going to go mm. Art Garfunkel. Wow. So um, much to my surprise, I found an Art Garfunkel song while – kind of flipping through the J.D. Risner certified Yacht Rock. Really? Yeah, playlist on Spotify. And I'm like, what? Art Garfunkel, I got to hear this. And so <laughs> I'm going to have you hear this, okay. which is, in a little while, I'll be on my way. Every time I close my eyes, I see your face. So what do you think? Definitely. You know, it's what we were talking about a little bit off mic beforehand, something that we'll kind of get to, but it's why sort of the the boundaries of all these genres are a little bit blurred because everybody was kind of doing what everyone else was doing 
and, you know, trying to capitalize on what was hot at the time. So even though our Garfunkel wasn't a Yachty type artist, you right. know, he was also using a lot of the same sounds and a lot of the same recording techniques, a lot of the same ideas that these other artists were. Yep. And that registered a 67.25 on the Yatsky scale. Wow. But if you're hearing familiar sounds in there, it might be because the following people played on the record. Okay. Uh, Lee Rittenauer. Mm-hmm. Uh, that song, I think, was co-written by Stephen Bishop. Who wow. played guitars and did backup vocals on that song. And Michael Brecker, that's a dude, yeah. right? The oh, saxophone. Yeah. The Brecker brothers, yeah. Yep. So he was on that record as well. So I, you're right. I think a lot of the artists at the time saw these tea leaves and they said, well, this is a cool song. I'm yeah. going to try it. Right. And they didn't know it was Yacht Rock at the time because, you, like you mentioned, it's been uh, named posthumously. Yes, exactly. So I just thought that was interesting and a good tune. Uh, e- even a great aside, voice. Yeah. 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 It, it all works. And it's our Garfunkel. It does so. work. It does. Who knows? Okay. Well, now I get down to the one that I teased earlier. Now, this was a number one song. A number one song, Hidden in Plain Sight, is the, not in the heavy rotation. Yeah, but, uh, right. Is there any more Hidden in Plain Sight than being a, having been a former number one song? If it's got Michael McDonald and Kenny Loggins on it, I will uh I'll It does not. Okay. But um, perhaps another episode that we can deal with for the n- nerdy side of us down the road. Um, you hear me constantly saying, well, that's one of Jeff Carl's great drum tracks. That's his second best drum track. Mm-hmm. You know, this is... An amazing drum track by Jeff Bercaro, and not because it's crazy busy. It's a super slow halftime shuffle, but a 12-8 feel. Ooh. So groups of three is... Uh, is this his third best track, though? It might be, because it's so inventive. It's not about the impossibility of what he's playing. It's the brilliance of the ideas. And it also includes Willie Weeks on bass, Dean Parks, Michael Lomartian, James Newton Howard, who became the big... Uh, Film score guy for a lot mm-hmm. of M. Night films that I know you're into. You yep. did? Yeah. But nobody plays a ballad like Percaro. And this time, this 12-8 halftime shuffle, it went to number one. So maybe I'm stretching buried treasure. But I think it's been kind of forgotten. This is Leo Sayer, When I Need You. But I'm going to jump forward on this because at 247 into this tune, Percaro plays this killer fill. He's just kind of been grooving along. And then he just sets up the final chorus in such an absolutely brilliant way. When I need love, I hold out my hands and I touch. Love. I get chills at that spot, man. Yeah, it got. You're right, they don't play that song ever. No. They play songs equally. Um, Kind of histrionic and ballady, but yeah. they don't play that one. And they they sometimes play, you know, you make me feel like dancing, you know, from the same album, but yeah. not that one. And that right. is so good. Well, wow, that's kind of like stumping the band when you come up with a uh, hidden, uh, buried yeah. treasure that's been to number one. Yeah, that's, uh, that's mm, cool. Very good selection. I am racing to my Spotify list to add that. All right, so I'm going to round us out here, right? Yes. Uh, before we get to the lightning round, do it. So I'm going with an artist that sort of epitomizes, I think, the, this whole topic. Bill LeBounty. Yeah. So Bill LeBounty is a guy that I don't think I ever heard when I was getting indoctrinated. And by indoctrinated, I mean yeah. listening to either Pandora or the Sirius XM channel. But if you know Yacht Rock, you know that name by now. Now right? I do. Right. Right. And now, I'm, even more recently, I'm becoming more and more obsessed with Bill LeBounty. And he's got that one record that is 
self-titled Bill Abounty. Yeah, and listen to the lineup on this, by the way. Chuck Rainey on bass, Jeff Picaro on drums, uh, Bill Bounty himself playing the Fender Rhodes, of course, Patty Austin on vocals, Lenny Castro on percussion, Greg Villain Gaines, who's like the uh, star of the show today, Gosh, uh, Steve yeah. Lukather on guitar, Dean Parks on a guitar yeah. soloist, mm. um, and that's pretty much <laughs> a who's oh, gee, who. I couldn't get anybody. Yeah. yeah. So, but... So that album's just like totally under my skin. But there's a song that's not on that record that oh. I believe I know it was a hit. I, it charted. It's brilliant. It's beautiful. It's everything yacht rock needs to be. And it's this night won't last forever. Yeah, that was before this album, I believe. I think it was. That is it, it kind of is that super smooth hookiness like you like from uh England Dan John Ford Coley. It has that kind of Grooving is so smooth. It's even got it. the female vocals doing the yeah. call and answer, like yeah, like them. But I think it's overlooked because the people who get really into Bill of Bounty focus on that one record, and yeah. then the people and, who aren't into Bill of Bounty don't know anything about the single, so they don't include it. But it's a must-have. Yeah. The thing about Bill of Bounty is that his songwriting and the the players, the recording, and all the production, everything you were just saying is so 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 good. The thing is, he. I think as a vocalist, I don't think he's the quintessential vocalist. It's kind of raw and kind of husky sounding, kind yeah. of rough and raspy. And so I think it doesn't immediately make people think smoothness. I, I You know, that's the only reason I can theorize I that. I agree it, with that. What's weird about it, though, is I'm starting to come around to his that being smoother than I originally thought. I know. Almost, almost like almost a Mark a, Jordan sound. Yeah. It's somewhat of an acquired taste yeah. in a way. Oh, you and know? I've acquired it. But yeah, this stuff is so good. It Particularly is. that album. That album is considered to be one of the you know staples. And that sure. buried treasure. But well. the buried treasure is not from the '82 that, albums. Right. From yeah. Yep. Cool. Excellent. All right, I think we've done a good job. No overlap either. Right. So I've got some new songs to add to my playlist based on this, and hopefully you do too. That's right. Let's hit the lightning round. All right, lightning round. Um, we are going to include buried treasure in the lightning round because we don't want to change up the lightning round for no one for That's no reason right. at all. But we start with the yacht or not. Who's going first? I'm going to have you go first this time since I was kind of the lead dog on that. This also is something that we talked to off mic before we started recording. Um, so similar vein in that you're, it's difficult to understand where you blur the lines. But this song gets thrown up a lot on the Facebook groups and people want to beat this one to death. So I'm going to bring it out and we'll finally kill it one way or another. Okay. Yacht or not, Caribbean Queen by Billy Ocean. Wow. Well, first that of all, one to me. Um, his name's Ocean. Don't let this influence the witness. Right. Uh, the song is about a big boat on the ocean. No, it's actually about the woman, I've come to find out. Caribbean queen. There's also a version of a European queen. Yep. Um, it's never quite sounded yachty to me. And I, I have the record. I like Billy Ocean a lot. Um, to me, it's kind of the discussion we had about Baker Street. It it's not quite there for me, and I can't really articulate why. Somebody puts it on and it plays on a Yachty station. I'm not like, oh, this is ridiculous. It doesn't belong. But for me, just just a bit outside. Okay, I am more ardent that no, get this nowhere okay. near my Yacht Rock playlist. All right. Um, I'm not influenced by the name of the song or the artist. Uh, it, it is, in a way, it's smooth. But there's nothing about the structure of the tune that sounds Yachty to me at all, um, yeah. other than maybe the... 
the content. So it's got some horns, but mm-mm, nope, no, yep. sir. Don't even try. I'm going to. Oh. Okay, that's two no's. Um, one more ardent than the other, but I don't disagree at all. I'm okay. not, you know, going to defend it. It's like the song, though. Yep. All right, who you got? Well, mine's kind of the same thing. Mine is Billy Ocean's. No, um, <laughs> it's not quite that similar. But this one I've had sitting on my note sheet for a while because I actually wasn't sure whether I wanted to put this into yacht or not buried treasure or off the map so because this song confuses me a little bit mm. in that regard but i know it's one i wanted to have a discussion on so that's why i decided to put it in yacht or not um and it does go directly to the conversation we were having with billy ocean um very popular song went to number two mm. for three weeks it sat at number two behind endless love you know, which oh, was wow. a powerhouse but this is the pointer sisters slow hand i'm on a man with a slow Okay, interesting story. This song recently came up. I think I heard it on either Yacht Rock Miami or the J.D. Risner Certified Playlist. And I was, I, at first I was like, no, that's not Yacht Rock. Why would I even listen to this? And then mm-hmm. I listened to it. And I was like, this is Yacht Rock. I'm putting it on the list. I hit the three little dots, yeah. add to playlist, and I had my thumb over my Yacht Rock playlist, and I couldn't pull the trigger. <laughs> <laughs> it's like there's something wrong about the Pointer Sisters being in the Yacht Rock, even yeah. though it has all the great feels. It sits right Oh. At the perimeter, and I'm not sure if it's on the inside or out, which goes back to our conversation about the lines at the edges are blurred. Yeah. And at some point you have to say yes or no. At some point you have to define the line, right? I don't yeah. know how you do it. It might be different for each tune. Yeah. But so this one. is one that I've had a difficult time. I think I'm a soft no on it. I think that's where I am at. Just inside, just inside, like a 49.99999 yeah, on the yes somewhere in scale. There. Uh. But that's a great pick, though. Interesting chatter. All right. Well, I'm going to uh, move over to Buried Treasures then, if you don't mind. Yeah, we haven't done any of those today, so. Um, Have you been listening to the podcast? No, speaking. You should. It's enjoyable. Mm. Um, So I am going with an artist. Um, (laughs) I just got to come out with the song. I just got to come out with the song. (laughs) The artist is Billy Ocean. (laughs) (laughs) The song is Suddenly. Suddenly. Well, that that one's fairly easy for me. That that's a definitely. This is not a, no. a yacht or not, so I don't even need to hear you. Oh, jeez, all right, yeah, I'll start. This again. is a buried treasure. So why I want to make the case? Oh, right. I would have okay. said this is not yacht rock as well. If I just hear the song in my head, okay. like that's just a, a like an R and B ballad. Just go back to listen to it one more time. You're going to hear what sounds like Steve Lukather in your right ear doing his little plucky plucky thing. Mm-hmm. You're going to hear a bass player that's a little more accomplished than what you might remember. It's very subtle. And you may just convince yourself that it's Yacht Rock. And it's funny. So now we're on the same album, two songs. I think they're recorded a little differently. And to me, one's definitely Yacht Rock. It is a buried treasure because they never play it. The other one's, you know, Caribbean Queen is not. So. Well, uh, I have this record. I, um, I think it's probably about 40 minutes long. This is the last song on the record. Is, so yeah. the album for me is 36 minutes long. Oh. <laughs> if you get what I'm oh, saying. I don't care. I didn't <laughs> ask you, do you like the song? <laughs> All right. <laughs> well, you're going to have to listen to it one more time. I know. And then report back. Will do. Okay. Then uh, My Buried Treasure comes from um, a very well-known yacht rock artist. Well, well-known to people who are really into yacht rock, but probably not a household name outside of it. But uh, Robbie Dupree? Oh, yeah. Yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But this is a deeper cut off of his 1981 Street Corners, uh, Street Corner Heroes record, and this one's called Saturday Night. Saturday night. Well, funny story about that song 
is that the first time, so your Yacht Rock project is called Page 99, which mm-hmm. we always link to, and it's usually the bumper opening and closing music for the podcast. Um, just recently, uh, Page 99 got promoted to the point where they now have their own radio on Spotify. Yep. So I was listening to some Page 99 radio on Spotify. Um Robbie Dupree was heavily featured for whatever reason. Nice. Yeah, so whatever reason, they associate Robbie Dupree. And that song did come up, and that is a a very good buried Mm -hmm. treasure. I like that one. Because Steal Away is the the hit, right? Yeah, the biggest one. People know that song. Uh, Cool. All right, I have – can I go next for Off the Map? Yep. You're doing it first. Off the Map. I'm kind of doing a thing today. Billy Ocean? Yes. Okay. (laughs) Because here's a song, same record. Same record. So the one we have definitely not. Well, at least you want me to go back and listen, but I could cover it all in 36 minutes. Oh, no, 40 40 minutes. minutes. Yeah. Yeah. The next time's 36. To me, definitely not. Suddenly, I think it is and deserves buried treasure status. This song is not, but I think it's got all the right vibes that it belongs in our Off the Map, which are songs that are not Yacht Rock, but smoothly fit right into the playlist. And that is syncopation. Yeah, it's just, I was going to try and sneak in saying, please be syncopation. Please be syncopation. To me, that's just more R&B. I know, but, but such it a- feels so good in yeah. the playlist. And you appreciate the bass work. and So that's an interesting, it's got to be an interesting listen to that whole thing. That's record. my favorite song on the record right yeah, there. Yeah, me too. Yeah. Yep. Cool. Well, that's okay. off the map. Well, this one off the map, um, if you can, you can have your slings and arrows ready for me on this one. Oh, good. Because I know you don't like my response to the uh, suddenly thing. So this is one, 1985. It's outside the time frame. And I'm not making any case that this is Yacht Rock, but it is so nice and melodic and smooth and has such a uh, almost singable guitar solo on it. Um, and Mickey Thomas's voice would have been great within Yacht Rock. Uh, huge tune for Starship. But I think the song Sarah can fit in there. Ooh. So not not making the case that it's yacht. I'm making the case that it sounds good alongside yacht. Yeah, I can hear it. I would not have thought of that, but now that you say that, now that I hear it, it it's uh yeah, it belongs. So there Off you the go. Map. Yep, cool. Well, today's podcast was brought to you by Billy Ocean, reminding <laughs> you to go out and buy a copy of Suddenly the Record, which features the buried treasure Suddenly. Also brought to you by the letter C. Get it? I did a pun. All right, we better get out of here. Until next time, we will say... Ahoy. Aloy. Aloy.